Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. Well, let's just read the Word of God this morning as, as we look into the reading of the Word. Join me as we read it together. So if you don't have your Bibles, the screen is for you. Can we read it together? Is that okay? I also want to hear your voice. Right. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Verse 15. Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand. Verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if we do, if it does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Lord, thank you for the reading of your word. Father, I pray that you would help us this morning. I pray that the presence of the living God would be able to touch our hearts today. Father, I pray that we will have an encounter with your word. Lord, I pray that we would be able to receive from you this morning and we will be able to silence the lies of the enemy that keeps whispering into our minds and our hearts this morning. Lord, we just want to receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like for us to just look at the three friends this morning. But before we get into Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's story, I'd like for us to look at how chapter 3 became chapter 3. Now, I want us to know that Daniel was the one who penned this. And so, think that Daniel was actually highlighting the, the story of his friends as well. Remember, in chapter 2, they were uh, praying for the vision, for the dream of the king. So, involved ho, yung friends. And here, Daniel was writing about his three friends. So I'd like for us to look at a summary this morning of chapter 3. Right? Are you ready? And we will go into some details here this morning. Verse 1, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar built an image and commanded all to bow down and worship him. It's interesting because in chapter 2, he already know that there is an almighty God that Daniel revealed the dream. Di po ba? 
Did you, do you remember that? He was actually affirming Daniel and said, Wow, that's an amazing God that you have. Yet, at this point, he wants to build an altar or he wants to build an image or actually build an image so that people will worship him. Something is not right with this king. And in Tagalog, hindi na natuto. Right? And it, that's, that's just like you and me. Sometimes you don't really learn right away. Right? About who God is. Now, second summary that I have here for us this morning. Certain Chaldeans brought up malicious accusation against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I realize Marites started way back then. Right? Not only in this generation, they just call them Chaldeans. Young, they are, they snitch. Right? How did the king know that they did not worship? There is no CCTV. There is no text message. Oh, Matthew did not come to church today. No, nobody would do that. Right? But the Marites of those days. Third observation here this morning as a summary is that King Nebuchadnezzar confronted and challenged these three friends. This is what they bring this morning. Is it true that you did not bow down? And do you know what happens to those who, who will not bow down? Three friends boldly stood strong in their faith in God. Wow, what an amazing stand that they have. And this is where we will be dwelling our lesson today. But since it's all chapter, a summary of chapter 2, let me go on. It says, King Nebuchadnezzar acted in fury and with urgency. Of course, he has to. Now remember, these three friends were actually given a responsibility over the province of Babylon. They were promoted. Remember that in chapter 3, he himself promoted. Daniel stayed in the king's court. And so his friends were promoted. They were living the lives already. And yet, the king was so furious. He was so angry. Next one, Nebuchadnezzar was astonished to see the fourth person. I was so tempted to, to give the title of this message, the fourth person. But uh, something happens in my conversation with God. And so I deleted that. I will share with you in a little while what my message is. So there was a fourth person in the furnace. Imagine that. King Nebuchadnezzar made a confession of who God is and made a decree about God of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And the last one, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, were promoted. This is just to reaffirm who they are. Because when they were thrown in the furnace, they sort of got demoted again because they did not worship God. And so Daniel, when he penned this, just to make sure that his original reader understood what happened after. So, here are some lessons we can learn from this chapter. Right? I have given you the big picture and then I'm giving you two lessons that I thought would be interesting enough. The first one, human leaders have the tendency to think more highly than they ought to be. 
In my experience, having lived 59 years in the Philippines, this is exactly what our leaders are doing. I'm talking about the, the politicians in this nation. Not only that, I'm also thinking about my boss in my work. I'm not talking about my boss in the ministry. I used to work in a hotel uh, years ago. And so my boss had this, this imagination and I, I would listen to him and I would say, what on earth is he thinking? Have you experienced that? Right? That's why it's so important to get into the Word of God. When our boss would, would say something and it is not according to the Word of God, it's important for us to understand, Lord, what do I do in this situation? Because it's a fact. I don't know if you are understanding what I'm saying. Have you experienced a boss that you think, oh, he's going off tangent right now? Even in the ministry, sometimes we go off tangent. I, am, I was given another responsibility to, to put a certain direction, uh, to bring our ministry, a part of our ministry to a certain direction because we feel like this has gone different in its direction. And so it's important to always have to think that when we don't have the mind of God, our minds would go differently. Right? So that's one lesson. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach more about that. This is just, I thought, a lesson we can learn from chapter 2. And here it says, Kingdom of God has made an image of gold, six cubits, six cubits high and six cubits wide, and set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Now remember that this is something that is ingrained in the Jewish culture. They were... They grew up knowing that they will only worship God, Yahweh, to be exact in their terms. And here we are, a king who wants to, or he build an image because he wants to be worshipped. The second lesson for us this morning is this. Righteous people will be persecuted. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced being persecuted because of your faith? I am talking about in the story Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were persecuted. It says in verse 8, At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. This is the Chaldeans. These were the Maritis in their, day, in their days. And it says in verse 12, But there are some Jews. This is what the Maritis told in their generation. But there are some Jews who... You have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Very interesting. And this is where we would be looking at how the three friends responded to the persecution, to the accusation that they have this morning. And so we're going to go into a little bit on a focus here this morning. So would you join with me in looking at how the three friends responded this morning. Is that okay? So ito na ngayon, pwede na kayong mag-take notes. Kanina hindi niyo pa naintindihan kung ano yung mga sinasabi ko. But here are three things that I thought I want I wanna share with you. Looking at the righteous friends. We call them righteous friends. Or we call them the believers. Or think of yourself this morning. 
when you are accused, falsely accused, or when you are told or created an issue that you have not done, what would you respond? Or how would you respond? Maybe some of you will just go into social media. Right? And share. Interesting enough, my wife, happy Mother's Day, my wife. Uh, we were in bed already last night and I'm about to fall asleep and she, she brought up someone in social media. Did you realize this person said this in social media? I am so tempted to, to respond to this person. But I did not. And I was so sleepy. You're all about to sleep. And then she brings a very uh, sensitive issue. And then a sudden, as if you have a one shot of coffee. And then the rest is history. I cannot go back to sleep. Because I was thinking, right, that's right. And then I was going into the direction of thinking, why would this person say this? As if we could solve that problem right there in our bed. Have you ever had that? You have that? Right? Apati, just you and me talking this morning. The rest, they don't know what they're talking, what we are talking about. If you are with us on Facebook, would you like, would you join us in making a statement or a comment in the chat box? If you have experience being accused, falsely accused. But here this morning, let's look at how the three friends responded. First, I like this. The righteous answers authority with respect. Let me bring this with us this morning. You know, Sandra and I have three, two, three, three children. Well, yeah, it's true. We have a son-in-law. Um, we have two children. And we would always have a, a healthy conversation at home. But sometimes they would say something and they're right. But you know, it's very disrespectful. And so we would ask them to repeat. Can you say that again with certain respect? Because at the end of the day, we're still your parents. Unfortunately, our responses sometimes, even if it's right, will not be received because our answers are not respectful. If you have a wife, if you're a married person this morning, how often do you have responses with your spouse very disrespectfully? Let me remind you that if you would respond with respect to your boss, chances are that you would be listened to. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. What a great response that they have. They already know that they were accused. Is it false? No, I think it was a good accusation by the Marites of that time. And they took the high road. We are not going to disrespect the king. They know where they stand. Are you following me this morning? Are you thinking of times 
when you responded to your boss or to your spouse and you did not get the right response because maybe you did not share it with respect. My wife is very good at that. You know, she has a way of communicating with me. And I have to learn that from her. We, this is our 34th year. And uh, we still have a lot of conversations uh, at home. Uh, the decibels go high and higher, but with respect. And that's the beauty about it. Let me encourage us this morning. If you have a disagreement with your boss, would you stand and say, I don't have to defend, or if you would de defend, your, defend yourself, do it with respect. Is that okay? Are you with me this morning? That's how they started. Let's go to the second one this morning. The righteous declares who God is. Not the reason behind their stand, but who God is. This is what they said. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And He will deliver us from your majesty's hand. They did not go on and say, well, we were taught not to worship idols. That's why you don't understand where we're coming from. You know, I'm Cebuano, you don't understand me. We talk like this. The tone of my voice changes. And instead of declaring who God is, we go into the details of our emotions. Very, very clear in the lesson of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They declared who God is. Amazing man or men of God. I, I, am, I was reading this and I was just like, Lord, sorry. I have not been declaring you, but I have been declaring the thoughts that I have in this moment. You know, we, we are so blessed these days where we all have, maybe not all, but most of us, I just realized, <laughs> sharing, no, have um, phones that could connect to internet or computers where we could easily just do research at home. And we can get the support we want and how we stand and what we stand for. But yet sometimes we forget to go into the Word of God as the only source of how we should be standing or who, where we should be standing at. Last week, did you, re you remember what Pastor John uh, shared with us? We speak the truth. How can you speak the truth if you are not able to go into the Word of God? So I just am amazed. You know, the situation for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a life and death situation. They know that they will be thrown into that fiery furnace. In fact, if you read the story, the men, the soldiers who brought them died. The soldiers, the ones in charge of bringing them to that furnace died because 
of how hot that place was. They know that it, they could die, but yet they were not afraid because they know who their God is. What an amazing God. You know, Pastor Freddy started this, this series. You remember what he said? I want to get to know the parents of this young Jewish men. Today, let me extend that by saying, what an amazing mom who raised them up in a godly way. Deuteronomy says that you teach them, you teach your children in their bed, when you walk at home. And in, their, in the Israelites' time, it was the women most of the time who would be sharing. There was no printed Bible then. They were relying on stories upon stories from their parents. It was always passed on by word of mouth. And when the men would go out to war, it was the women's job to pass on who God is. And this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I have a strong sense that that's where they learned the principles that they were standing on. So moms, do not give up on reading the word of God to your children. Yes, one day, they'll learn to stand on their own. Our children are about 32 and 30 this year. And we are, when they would speak to us about the things of what, about the things that they've learned from God, and Sandra and I would just have this smile because we know that what we taught them is coming into a fruition. It was not an easy journey. Let me tell you this. But don't be discouraged. Yesterday, we had a chance to attend a birthday party. And on that birthday party, we were amazed. I was amazed. And I'm sure those who were at that party were amazed on just how God has been faithful with this couple. Because all their children knows God and are standing on to the faithfulness of God in their lives now. Is it difficult? Yes, it is. But can we declare who God is? Not just when we are accused, but in our homes, at work. Even when you have difficulties and problems, try and declare who God is. He will help you just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Our natural tendency would be we would run away from who God is and we would run to our friends. And ask for counsel. Before you go, can you go to God, to your friends? Go to God first. So can, He can help you declare who He is in your life. You know, my wife and I have been blessed with our first grandson. Our grandson was born about a year and a half ago. And in the middle with a, with a first grandson, you would be very excited. And I'm sure you don't relate with us because we're older than you. You're so young. Uh, only Tita Virgie can relate with Apo. Uh, I will not tell her how old she is. And I will not tell you if she actually celebrated her birthday already. But uh, when you have a grandson, it feels like, wow, 
Lord, thank you. It's a, it brings a different joy. It brings a different tangent of just appreciating who God is. And you're listening to me right now. You're talking about grandson, eh, girlfriend, wala nga ako eh. It's okay. He will come. Anyway, that joy was suddenly cut when we heard that our grandson had a problem, uh, was attacked with a viral infection. It was a very difficult season of our journey with God. And we were just, Lord, what do we do now? We're, they're not here with us. And you can just imagine the frustration that we have because we cannot be there with them. But mind you, God is faithful. What did we do? We declare who God is. We declare that God is Lucas' healer. We declare that God is a faithful God. We declare that God has given us life. And when He gives life, He gives us a blessing. And today, my friends, Lucas is just a boy, a bubbling boy. God has continually healed him. And it's an amazing journey that we have. We're not done with him physically. There are still challenges, but we know. We declare who God is in the life of our grandson. Let me challenge you this morning. Declare who God is in whatever situation that you're in. Don't go go and seek counsel right away. Go to God. Learn from who God is. Go to the scripture. Declare who he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He has reached out to you before, He can continue to reach out to you now. If He has helped you before, He will continue to help you now. That's the God that we serve. Number three, the righteous stands strong in His convictions. I'd like for us to think, what convictions do you have this morning? Do you have convictions based on who God is in your life? It's different when you only know God in your mind. It's different when you know God in your heart. There's a big difference. Conviction starts with our heart's experience on who He is. And that's my challenge for us this morning. What kind of convictions you have when it comes to living a righteous life before God, when it comes to saying no to sin that keeps knocking at the door of your heart and mind. Conviction is what guides you to make the right decision. Of course, that conviction I'm talking about is based on who God is in your life. This is what they said. But even if He does not, We want you to know, this is their conversation to the king. Even if he does not save us from the fiery furnace, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. What a clear conviction that Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego has in their hearts. They have this strong conviction I want to leave that with you this morning. What kind of conviction do you have as you keep on working in your offices? What kind of convictions do you have as a student? What kind of conviction do you have as you raise your children at home? Do they see you 
compromise all the time. And when you compromise, you don't even say, oh, I'm sorry, I made a compromise here. Conviction is so important as we keep our journey. You know, we will be facing challenges upon challenges as we continually journey in this world. I want us to know that our responses is so crucial. Do we respond with respect? Do we declare who God is? Do we stand with strong conviction? Isaiah 43, 1b and 2, it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, you shall not over, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. I want to remind us of this verse this morning. I don't know where you are, but I want to end our worship this morning by singing a song. And I'm going to invite the worship team to just come up here this morning. We will go and face different odds in life. But I want us to know that the God that you and I serve is in full control of our lives. You rem- Let me remind you, two years ago when the pandemic hit, we all panicked. This verse remains the same. The pandemic came. It did not burn us. It did not overwhelm us. So here's the last question I have for us this morning before we sing this worship song. When we stand on our conviction, who gets the credit? Who is magnified? My prayer is that you will not get the credit. That you will not get magnified. The story would end and we know that they were thrown in the furnace. But there was a miracle that happened. The scripture says, they didn't even smell like a smoke. No strand in their hair were burned. Nothing. Who got the glory? God. Their story had a big impact in Nebuchadnezzar's life. He recognized that the God that these three friends were mentioning is true. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.